Axios Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. I'm Dan Permac. On today's show, WeWork hits the small screen and one big thing about ice cream. But first, a battle over baseball. So last month, Major League Baseball announced plans to end its parent club relationship with 42 minor league teams. And since almost all of those teams are subsidized by Major League Baseball, the announcement basically meant that the 42 clubs would be forced to close their gates forever at the end of next season. Now, the move has shocked many of the minor league teams and people in their home markets, which often are small cities that rely on these franchises for local business development and civic pride. Places like Elizabethtown, Tennessee, and Bluefield, West Virginia, and Lowell, Massachusetts. Two most important teams here on the chopping block may be the Vermont Lake Monsters, which play in Bernie Sanders home base of Burlington, Vermont, and the Lancaster Jethawks, which are based in House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy's district. Sanders and McCarthy have become unlikely political allies in fighting this, arguing that it's about little more than corporate greed by a sports league that generates more than a billion dollars in profit and is gifted a federal antitrust exemption. For its part, Major League Baseball says that its current minor league system is bloated and antiquated, particularly given today's advanced analytics. Cutting the teams, Major League Baseball says, would strengthen baseball in the aggregate. But clearly, it is worried about the growing political blowback. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper with Axios Sports Editor Kendall Baker. But first, this. Axios gives you the news and analysis you need to get smarter faster on the most important topics. In our unique smart brevity format, we cover topics from politics to science and media to tech. Subscribe to get smarter faster at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the Pro Rata Podcast. We're joined now by Axios Sports Editor Kendall Baker. The decision by Major League Baseball, is it primarily, as Bernie Sanders and Kevin McCarthy would argue, is it about greed? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think it's hard to deny that there isn't some greed there for sure. I think to come to MLB's defense somewhat, I think it's also hard to deny that the minor league system is very bloated is, you know, very archaic in many ways. And that if they were, you know, starting from scratch right now with a minor league system, it wouldn't look anything like this. And so, yes, I I think it's fair to say there's greed, but I also think this is not some crazy idea to look at something that's that archaic and try and, you know, fix it up and trim the fat a little bit. You know, baseball is a sport that is struggling, particularly with younger viewers, younger fans, in in getting them, and even fewer kids playing baseball today than were 10 years ago, and certainly fewer than 20 or 30 years ago. Is there an argument to be made here, leaving the economics of it aside, that baseball is biting off its nose to spite its face here? Because by having, you know, a team in these very small markets, it can increase interest in the sport. Oh, yes, absolutely. That was my one of my first you know, thoughts when I heard about this is that exactly your point, you know, for a sport that is struggling to attract younger fans. I mean, some of my earliest memories as a sports fan are going to like a minor league baseball game. I think like everybody like does that. And so, yeah, that's, that's obviously a, a, a horrible side effect. I think the only counter to that would be, you know, if the minor league system can become a, more of a direct pipeline, maybe there's a way for, you know, fans to be more attracted to actual minor league players and the storylines going on there. But that, that's a stretch. So, yeah, I, I agree. Kendall, these 42 teams, it's not Major League Baseball isn't saying that it will close the teams. It doesn't have the ability to do that. It's saying it'll stop the subsidies. There are independent baseball leagues out there. Is there any reason to believe any of these 42 would be able to survive independent of Major League Baseball? I haven't looked at the numbers. Some of the quotes I've seen from those teams are 
know. They're looking at this like a death sentence. I mean, I, I don't again. I don't know exactly if that's if that's true. And I also think those numbers could change based on teams and based on the markets they're in. And maybe some would survive and some wouldn't. But it, it definitely is hard to imagine just because of what Major League Baseball has been providing. You know, literally the players, the coaches, the things you need to feel the team. It's a lot of money. So we have this interesting kind of unholy political alliance of Bernie Sanders and, and Kevin McCarthy w- within the town or the communities themselves. These forty-two. Is there any sort, from what you can tell in your reporting, is there any sort of coordination between these different markets, which are all over the countries, and whether they be their mayors or city councils or whatever, to try to build kind of a national, you know, political pressure campaign on Major League Baseball? Yeah, I think there is. There's clearly, I mean, it feels like a pretty big PR push from minor league baseball, and they're coming in pretty, pretty strong. Um, and, and you're, and you're already seeing major league baseball kind of back off a little bit and, and not really want to engage in that and think less in the language and, and try and get away from this. You know, we're, we're, we're cutting or we're, we're decreasing minor league baseball uh, narrative. Um, so yeah, I think there is a ton of, uh, coordination. I, I, I don't know, you know, what teams are coordinating, what teams aren't, but it does seem like this is a, you know, minor league baseball as a whole push. Bernie Sanders met with uh, MLB Commissioner Rob Manford recently. They both came out with statements. That, now, the MLB statement that came out, it, it didn't make any promises, really, about keeping any particular teams intact. Where does it go from here? I mean, baseball season starts, you know, pitchers and catchers report in, you know, two months. Minor league teams start in, you know, three or four months. Where do things stand? So the current agreement between Major League Baseball and the minors ends after this upcoming season. There's somewhat of a fear that for these teams that this season's kind of a you know, a year to perhaps play your way off of the bubble. Um, and it's kind of this, this uh, fear for these teams that have been named or that have been pointed out. So I think, you know, we'll wait and see. I, I, I imagine this will change a lot throughout the year. You know, this has kind of come on uh, in, in the last few months, but there's still a whole season before this change would be put into effect. And so, you know, depending on the timeline, like I said, it could be a year where, Teams aren't really sure of their fate, or they they learn their fate maybe mid season, and then it becomes kind of their farewell tour, which is very sad. Can you foresee any scenario in which, whether it be these particular forty two teams or another group of forty two teams or thirty five teams, is there any way you could see Major League Baseball just throwing up its hand and saying, you know what, we're not going to do this at all. All the relationships stay the same. Bad idea. We move forward. I don't see Major League Baseball as just backing off. I could see them, you know, figuring out a different way. Or as you mentioned on the top, like they're not literally killing these teams. I mean, they would allow them to be reorganized into this lower quality kind of dream league. Is what they're calling. They're not murdering them, but they're they're basically locking them in a room without food and water. We kind of know what happens after a certain period of time when you do that. To somebody. Yes. So my point is, you know, I don't think they're going to back off, but I could see them in their own way kind of make that lower quality Dream League less lower quality and find more of a middle ground between an independent league not supported from Major League Baseball and not having that direct relationship. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see because, I, I, I mean, they don't look good right now, and especially just the optics of this. And then a few days later, Garrett Cole signing a contract for $324 million. And Major League Ball's stance is, well, we're doing this so we can pay – minor league players a little bit better. I mean, it's not it's not a good look. Yeah, and there was another contract today for $245 million. Absolutely. Kendall Baker, editor of Axios Sports, which you can get at signup.axios.com. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, thank you. My final two, right after this. There is more news out there than ever before, but these days, it's harder than ever to find it and to know what to trust. Axios AM takes the effort out of getting smart by synthesizing the 10 stories that will drive the day and telling you why they matter. Subscribe at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the Pro Rata Podcast. 
Now it's time for my final two. And first up is WeWork. No, not today's news that it's selling one of the many startups that it bought, but rather the news that it's being turned into a limited television series with founder and former CEO Adam Newman being played by Nicholas Braun, who is better known to most of us as Succession's cousin Greg. Uh, if it is to be said, so it be, so it is. Now, the series will be based on the reporting of two Wall Street Journal scribes and is currently looking for a home, possibly on a streaming service, or maybe HBO gets a double dose of Cousin Greg. Either way, this is just one of a growing number of Hollywood projects related to unicorn startups, including a film on WeWork made by different people, a film about Theranos starring Jennifer Lawrence, and a TV series about the founding of Spotify. And finally, Nestle announced that it will sell its U.S. ice cream business, which includes such brands as Haagen-Dazs, Drumstick, and Skinny Cow. The deal is worth $4 billion, a size befitting America's second largest ice cream group. And the buyer is actually Nestle itself, uh, sort of, through an existing joint venture the company formed in Europe three years ago with a private equity firm. But why this matters isn't the deal structure or Nestle's ice cream market share fight with Unilever. It's that, as the Wall Street Journal reports, Americans eat more ice cream per capita than any other people on earth. And that means that this deal and the pricing and the products that come of it will affect you and me and most of our family and friends. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Tim Shovers and Naomi Shaven, have a great national poinsettia day. And we'll be back on Monday with another Pro Rata podcast.